Welcome to Living Box Free. Our mission is to help you break out of the box of worldly expectations. We're here to help you find your unique journey to a healthy, fulfilled life. Welcome to our Living Box Free podcast. This is Becky Ford. And I'm Ashley Sykes. And today we are in the final episode uh, of our relationship series, Who Dat? Yes. Uh, and this one is all about living with humans. Other humans. Yes. Living with other humans besides yourself. So that is a bigger encompassing uh, bucket than mm-hmm. just a roommate, but yep. living with humans. We'll get into that first. Sure <laughs> first, what's on the rise for you this week, Ash? Well, since you haven't, when we're recording this, we're pre-recording some things so that you can take some actual maternity leave, even from podcasting. Uh, so since you haven't had the baby yet, we have been talking about setting goals for after baby, which I think it's hilarious that I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do some new things after you have a baby. But you know what? Buddies. It's happening. So what did we talk about? We talked about um, handstand push-ups, working on those, mm-hmm. and handstand walking, which has been my goal for months now. And I'm scared. I'm scared. Yeah. Yes. Me too. Yeah. And running <laughs> and Toaster Bar, which do you want to explain Toaster Bar? I feel like I don't do bar. a good job. Oh, Toaster Bar are so fun. It's basically when you're hanging from a bar, like a pull-up bar, we call it a rig in CrossFit. And the goal is to get your toes, both of them, to touch the bar at the same time. Now, it sounds so simple, but there's a gymnastics kip and motion that goes with that and keeping your body tight and flexibility. And you have to have strong lats and a good core and flexible hamstrings. It takes multiple things. I feel like you just put your coach voice on. Oh, I did. (laughs) Coach Becky. Coach Becky. A different hat. (laughs) So toes to bar, I, I stopped doing them after my first trimester just yeah. stop doing core stuff. Yeah. And it's something I've, I remember in the, there's been competitions I've judged Ash and toes bars always been that one oh. motion, like that one movement that we want to improve. So yeah. that is a joint goal. I'll get, I need to get back into it mm-hmm. and we're going to improve together. It's going to be great. Yeah. So goal setting that's on the rise. What's on the rise for you? I do love goals. So <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, on the opposite side of goal setting, the more relaxed side, mm. what's on the rise for me this week is I've got, it's like my f- start of maternity leave. So I've had a couple free days, which has been really weird. And the evenings, I've, I'm also not coaching CrossFit yeah. classes. And that's weird also. <laughs> so the last two evenings, I have taken a bubble bath And I was telling Ash, I was also watching a TED talk while I was in the bathtub. It was just so like pampering myself, relaxing. One of my good friends, Nicole uh, Whitney, she was telling me, you need to take time to be by yourself because here soon when you have a baby, you're not going to get that. You're not going to get, yeah. Especially with all the company coming. Yes. Family family. visiting. Yeah. So I have enjoyed some really nice bubble baths, which I have learned from Ash. You don't need to fill the entire tub all the way up Mm -hmm. with hot water. Because when I do that, I'm in it for three minutes and then I'm sweating and it's uncomfortable. (laughs) My friend Kylie taught me that trick. That's a great trick. Yeah. Yeah. So so fill it up just partially and then you Mm -hmm. can add water. And then you add water as you're sitting there. It was perfect. I lasted the whole TED Talk last night. Good work. (laughs) Oh my gosh. You're so weird. Okay. I know. (laughs) All right. Let's talk about living with other humans. So this originally started out as a roommate's podcast or a roommate's topic, but we were like, that's not, I mean... Most of us at some point live with other humans and no matter whether they're your, your roommate, your spouse, your significant other, 
your parents, like no matter who they are, we often end up, yeah, your kids, we often end up living with other people. And most of the same principles apply. You Mm -hmm. might have more or less flexibility depending on what that role is. But for the most part, same principles apply. Yep. I'm trying to think, I was just thinking, as you were talking, I was thinking, okay, how many roommates have actually had? I had two in college, two different roommates in college, and then two different roommates, and then three roommates after that. You should be adding up. Are you adding? Oh, no. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. I'm on my eleventh roommate, and I'm 32. (laughs) Just to give you a benchmark. Oh, twelfth roommate. I lived with my brother as an adult. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, living with siblings. Yeah, living with siblings as adults. That's an interesting experience. You've got me counting now. I lived in the dormitories for two years and had two different roommates, and then I lived with my sister and one of those roommates from the dorms, Uh and then I lived with my sister. Oh, she doesn't count again. Lived with my sister and then. Two new people, and then what? So I've had six, six? seven, because my first job in Topeka, Kansas, sure, for the Kansas Department of Agriculture, I lived in someone's basement. <laughs> I lived in someone's basement for like a year. Oh, nice. Uh, so yeah, yeah. And yeah. then if you count my husband, I'm counting one. my pastor and his wife because I yes. lived with them for five months. Totally counts. So it seems like it counts, right? Yep. Yeah, they were really great. Hilarious. Really great. <laughs> Very funny to live with. Wonderful people. Anyway, so we've got some experience between us of living with different people. So I figured we would start. There are kind of two different things here. And if it's one, if you're thinking about living with someone or moving into a new uh, living situation. And then the second one is if you're already living with someone. And maybe you have one roommate and you're adding in a third. And so in which case you could go back to the first step. But so that's how we're going to approach this. We're just going to talk about it in two different chunks. So the first one is thoughts on finding a new housing situation or a new roommate, or if you're moving in with someone or they're moving in with you, um, where to start. So mm-hmm. I would say, and I, I did some Googling on like questions that people ask and that kind of thing, and it seems like the best way to start is to assess two key areas. So the first one is your values. So what do you value in your home, in your living space, those kinds of things. So it there are a lot of different options here depending on different people because everybody's different and what they value, what they grew up valuing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it could be that you value the same thing as your parents, or it could be that you value the opposite thing because you never had it growing up. So I'm thinking about whether it's cleanliness or whether it's hospitality. I know one of the things that's really important to me is being able to have people over. I would prefer because of my introversion, I actually prefer to have people come to me than to go to them because I feel like I have more control over the situation, which that is interesting. Um, so I would always rather host than go to someone else's house. And so it's important to me in any living situation to be able to host other people if possible. So that's a value to me. And so mm-hmm. it, when I'm thinking about moving into another situation, I'm like, is that a possibility? If not, then this probably needs to be a temporary thing. So with my pastor and his wife, I knew that needed to be temporary for multiple reasons, but that was one of them. Like I would wasn't comfortable just inviting my friends over to their house. That seemed weird. That makes sense. Yeah. One of the things I know Tristan and I have, have valued, I did not grow up this way. So I grew up out in the country and my parents was very scheduled. Like 
if it was the day before and you're asking if, you know, your friend Katie can come over, my mom's like, well, we didn't have that on the calendar for this week, <laughs> which I totally get. Like yeah. my, we did a lot of stuff. We were very scheduled, very organized. So that open door policy was not really a part of my childhood growing up in our house, Tristan and I, <laughs> I know I've mentioned this to Ash. I love, and, and we both appreciate having a, a guest bedroom that's always ready to go. Mm-hmm. And I've had multiple friends somehow, mostly from the state of Oregon, okay, who will text me and their FFA friends yeah. and they'll be like, Hey, I'm in town. I'm like, awesome. And then I, I go meet up with them and, and they tell me, Oh, I don't, I don't have a place to stay. I'm like, Oh, well tonight. Sure. Come, come on, on over. over. And that's something I've, I've just loved having that capacity to, yeah. to always have a room ready to go. If a friend is stopping by or someone needs something. And anytime I say, do you like, you can stay with us for a little bit if you need to. We mean it. Yeah. And so that's, and I, and once again, we're extroverts. Mm-hmm. Tristan is on the line, introvert, extrovert. And so that's a value we both appreciate is having that accessibility for people if, yeah. if need be. So, yeah. and I know one of my other values and it kind of coincides with that is being able to have my own space when I need it, when I need to have downtime, when I need to be able to close myself off from other people. And so I, I think my roommate and I have this, I'm pretty sure we have this arrangement now. Now I'm just trying to <laughs> think about it. It's written down somewhere. Um, and then my roommate before this, Karen, and I had this arrangement of like, we didn't have to ask or she didn't have to ask if people could come over mm-hmm. as long as I wasn't expected to interact with them. Oh, that's so good. like I could, if she wanted someone to come over, that's fine. I just get to stay in my room. Whereas if she has an expectation that I interact with them, if it's like, oh, this friend is coming over and I want you to meet them, then I need you to give me advance warning on That's that. That's a good rule. Because I don't mind if other people are in the house as long as I don't, it's, I'm not required to interact with them and I can stay in my room and hibernate like a good introvert does. Yes. And <laughs> recharge. <laughs> I, do, I do have one thought as you're talking. I think about in college, in my roommates in college compared to now, this whole privacy thing, mm-hmm. where you are in life, your values probably are going to change so in college, I, I would be so exhausted from classes, studying, going to this or that organizational group. And I love my roommates, but in the evening, quite often, I just wanted to sit in my own room and watch Hulu or Netflix on my laptop and chill. Yeah. And I don't think Hulu I, existed back then. It, I do. It was new. Oh, Because okay. I remember watching New Girl on it. Hulu. My bad. <laughs> it was, and it was free. Was behind the times. It was free. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, back in the day, back 2011. The day. And I, I just remember my roommates, we would have scheduled fun time where we'd all watch a movie and whatever. Yeah. When we cleaned together, we drank wine and cleaned. Yeah. It made it really fun. That sounds <laughs> very entertaining. But, but I needed more privacy back then. Right. Whereas today, <laughs> Tristan and I have had to talk about this and maybe it's because we're apart so much yeah. working when we are together. I just want to be in the same room in the same place as him all the time. <laughs> and sometimes even on Sundays, we kind of split up on Sunday. Uh-huh. Sundays we do a little bit of, um, he does some gym work and I do some on the rise work and we're in separate rooms and he's like, Oh, it's just nice to have a little bit of time by myself to think and strategize. Yeah. And I, I don't need that. Yeah. <laughs> I could be in the same room as him all the time, Yeah, but I understand that's something he needs. Yeah. And at certain parts of his, of his week, he needs some of that privacy but once again, I think that, that what those values change over time, yes. where you are, what do you need? Absolutely. And who are you living with? Yeah. Do you want to be with them all the time or no? Right. And if <laughs> Tristan's job for some reason changed where he was spending more alone time during the week, 
he might exactly his values might change for that. Yes, he's always with yeah, people. Yeah, he's with people all day long. Yep. So that makes perfect sense to me. Um, some other values might be I don't can't remember if I said cleanliness, but like if You've you feel like that yet. you need your space to be really clean um, in order to relax. Some people feel that way. Some people don't care. What else? I have some other things down. I mean, space, even having your own space might be a value if you want to think yeah. about okay, is there a room for me to do work? I know a lot of us are working from home, that kind of thing. So thinking through those sorts of values. Are there other values that I missed? I mean, I, this this kind of goes into our next point, but I'm thinking sleep and like quietness mm. or yeah. distractions, that type of stuff. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So those can be the things that you can write down as your values. And then you can move from there into your non-negotiables. Mm-hmm. So what from those values would be, kind of flexible and then what would be like no I'm I have to stand tall on this or stand firm on this stand tall on this is that a thing I think so okay great stand I definitely know it came out it came out feeling very confident and then after I said it I was like (laughs) that feels weird (laughs) anyway we still like short people yes we do (laughs) short people are great at CrossFit actually so yeah true true story And I'm taking some of this from our early, much earlier episodes of the Superhero Creed, where we did talk about values and moving those into your non-negotiables. So if you want a refresher on how these concepts can apply to just general life, you can hop back there and listen to those. But I'm kind of moving those into living specifically. So some non-negotiables might be sharing items, um, you know, we're not sharing, or you can share this, these kinds of things, um, like we can share food, but not clothing. I don't even know. Or that's a big one. Yeah. Sharing Sharing food, sharing food. I I feel like it's complicated. It is. Uh, Clearly I am married as we've talked about and (laughs) Tristan and I, we do not have the same schedule. And especially when it comes to eating, like sometimes he gets home from the gym at 830 PM. I've already eaten dinner. Yeah. And so this whole sharing food thing, I, I mean, as a married couple, we pretty much for most of our marriage have bought our own food meal prep our own food. Yeah. And then there's those times <laughs> where I might text Tristan and be like, Hey, <laughs> can I have one of your turkey burgers? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like asking permission. Yeah. And it no, is, it makes it, sense. Yeah. Because if in his plan, if exactly. he's planning on eating that, it makes a difference. Yeah. yeah. So even with a spouse or a family member, at least in, in my world, it's still cordial to ask before I eat food that yeah. someone else might have planned right. to eat that week for themselves. Right. But I and and actually most of my roommates have always done my own food. I don't know if I've ever unless it was a scheduled fun event, just like yeah. cooked often. And I was talking to a friend last night who her husband is currently doing keto and she is not. And so they've had to figure out mm. more what you're talking about of they previously cooked together and now they're not. And so making that shift. So sometimes it's not even schedules. Yeah. It's not even schedule and you might not walk into a relationship or into a living situation and stick with the same rules. Again, values change, Mm -hmm. things change and you can adjust that and it makes sense. So yeah, dishes, sharing items, communication, I think is a big one. Like, do I need to tell you if I'm going to be home late? I usually try. I usually try to tell my roommate if I'm going to be home late, but often I forget. And um, our friend, our friend Lauren <laughs> really enjoys, I think, watching my roommate and I, because she's like, she's baffled by our relationship because <laughs> I will just leave and not communicate where I'm going. 
and my roommate will just leave and not communicate where she's going. And so neither of us will know where the other one is. And that's perfectly normal to us. But then Lauren will be like, where are you guys? And I'll be like, I don't know where she is. And oh Lauren's my goodness. like, why do you not know? How do you not know <laughs> where your roommate is? I'm like, why? I, I didn't turn the tracker on. I don't yeah. know. Oh, that's funny. So those kinds of expectations, if I lived with Lauren, clearly I would need to communicate more. Yes. Which is fine. That's not a bad thing. It just, you as have as to you decide know. on it. Yeah. You have to decide, do I need to know where you are? Or if you're coming home later, just mm-hmm. so that I'm not concerned about you or that kind of thing. Obviously, if I'm going to spend the night somewhere, I would tell my roommate because she woke up in the morning and I wasn't home. That would be concerning. I can yes. see why that would be panic inducing. So she cares. Yes, she inducing. cares. <laughs> yeah. So communication, how often will you check in? Are you going to check in a couple of months before the lease runs out? Are you going to check in on how things are going regularly, regardless, like if you're married and you're going to say, okay, do we need to change any of our, our habits or schedules, that kind of thing? Mm-hmm. Communication. Any others that I'm missing? I'm sure there are others, but anything that you think of? I, this is so small, but I know some this goes back to like living with a human that you're married to uh, or in a relationship with little things like, like when I sleep, I I'm not going to fall asleep with the TV on. So like those non-negotiables of, you know, for my sleep quality, (laughs) no TV, like we can watch TV until we are then ready to go to sleep. So little things like that too, I think are important to talk about. And it's crazy. I, I mean, I grew up, like sleeping in, you know, the country where there's no noise. And then you have people who grew up in the city and they literally have fallen asleep to the radio or TV all of their life. And so sleeping in the same room, that's a great thing to talk about. Yeah. And, and I feel like once again, you have to give in sometimes a little bit so that those two people, if you did, if you do have do two different, very, uh, sleeping habits or rituals meet in the middle. But yeah, so that's something else that I think about to me, that's, I do not want to sleep with the radio or the TV on. Yeah. I was talking to my friend last week, a friend from college, one of my roommates, actually college roommates. And she got married within the last two years. And she was talking about how her husband is a night owl and she is a morning person. And that figuring that out has been one of the harder things Mm -hmm. in terms of communication of like, she's had to learn, you know, not to try to talk to him about things in the morning and He's had to learn not to ask her questions late at night because she doesn't even remember the conversations, which I know that from living with her in college. Yeah. Like if I had a conversation with her after 10 o'clock at night, she might not remember it the next day. So, (laughs) so figuring those kinds of things out, I can completely see how that would be difficult and negotiating. Yeah. Are we going to, what are the hours between which we can have conversations, serious conversations that matter that I have to remember. Yeah. It's difficult. It's difficult for me because I, when we're laying in bed, getting ready to go to sleep, Tristan and me, I, I love to ask him questions about his day, but, and then he will start going and, uh, I don't want to say a rant, but he'll start talking a lot about yeah. his day and I'm just listening and it, it makes me tired and I'm ready to go to bed and, but it gets him wound up. And yeah. so we've had to, we've had to talk. He's like, okay, you cannot ask me questions. Yeah. That, that leave me talking for 20 minutes and then you're asleep and I'm still talking. (laughs) So little, little things like that. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. Things that you don't, some of those you don't think about until it's happening. And then you're like, Hey, we need to stop and have a conversation about this. That makes perfect sense. Actually random, random side, side nugget here. Uh My sister just told me she leaves the radio on for her dogs when she leaves. Yeah. I did not know that. I've seen people do that. Oh, maybe I should start playing music for my dog. Maybe he'd be more chill. And I grew up with horses and you leave the radio on for the horses mm-hmm. usually. So. 
So let's move on to if you are already living with someone, you're married, you're in a relationship, you have a roommate, you're living with your parents, whatever it is. So here's the thing. It's never too late to understand each other's expectations and your background, because a lot of times your background does impact what you expect out of a living situation. Again, it can be what you want can be what you had when you were growing up, or it can be the opposite often because you want something different. So it's never too late. Yes. That's my main thought here. I, I think of my my little brother, Ronnie. He's out there. Shout out to you. Whoop, whoop. Uh, so Ronnie, he is 26 and he is getting his master's at Georgetown. And hello, pandemic. <laughs> now everything is virtual. So to save money, because rent in D.C. is insane, he's moved back to home to Kansas on, you know, out in the country with my parents. And as an adult living with your parents again, it has been very just, I will say it'll, it's been challenging or difficult because the way that he was their child and lived there once is not what he needs now. And so he and I have talked quite a bit and he's had to really clearly communicate. He's basically claimed the basement as his space. And he, he is also an introvert and he does morning meditation and he does a workout on his own. And when he is, he's interning for the world bank as well. And when he's working, he is just, he's had to tell my parents and my dad specifically, who's home more than my mom. Cause my mom's, uh, she's got her own business. She's working a lot. He's like, do not come in the basement between these times. Like I'm meditating during this time when I'm working out, I don't want you watching me. <laughs> and <laughs> when I start work and I have zoom calls, I don't want my father walking or my mother walking in the background. Yeah. And so they've had to have a lot of those conversations. And I think it's it has been difficult for my parents because it's their child. They love him. They want to spend time with him, but he's working. Right. And he's in school. And so it is different. Yeah. And they've they've definitely had to adjust to that. It's different. So once again, expectations can change what you once were okay with. You know, now in life it's different as a 26-year-old guy living with your parents. You need different things. Yeah, and I think in the pandemic, too, a lot of expectations have had to change with people, more people working from home. A friend of mine, her husband is a college professor, but he had to teach from home over the summer. And so he set up a desk in the basement. And when he went down there, he was just he was at work and she had to tell the kids like, dad's at work. We can't bother him. And I know that was she said that was challenging for her kids, knowing he's here. He's home. but Mm -hmm. We can't talk to him. But those are just, yeah, they're expectations that shift as our circumstances shift and having to have those conversations. It's challenging. Yep. When we first started working from home during this pandemic, the first few weeks were fine. But then after that, like my calendar was just back to back to back to back Zoom calls. And I'd be late to the next one because I had to go pee and it took me three minutes to go pee and I'm just going to be late. <laughs> uh, and during that time, our gym and lots of other businesses had to close down for the stay at home order. So Tristan was home and our responsibility expectations changed and it, I appreciated it so much. And the joke I've mentioned this, I think on a different podcast was he was my little maid Yeah, because he would do all the dishes and he was cleaning the kitchen, cleaning the house because I was literally just in a room on zoom calls all day yeah. right now I'm on maternity leave. Yeah. <laughs> and so normally, for example, when Ash came over, I was taking the trash out normally Tristan would be taking the trash out, but I'm, I'm home. I have not much to do. And so, yeah. Yeah. So I think that too, those different seasons and challenges, helping one another out and appreciating it and recognizing it. Once again, love languages. 
I try to make sure I give my husband affirmation when he does those types of things. Yeah. So I would say that if you're in a current situation, whatever that is, it's again, never too late to adjust things and it can feel awkward, but my recommendation is just to address the awkward. Just be like, Hey, I know it's weird that we haven't, that since we haven't talked about this, I'm bringing it up now, but I would rather understand how you feel and what you're thinking than just let it go because it's awkward. Mm-hmm. And I think that can, that can be a huge step because if you say you want to understand how someone's feeling, what they're thinking, they're usually willing to tell you, even if they're like, Oh, it's kind of weird. They didn't bring it up before, but here we are. Okay. Yes. And how many times do you let things boil up inside and you don't talk about it, but there's something that's really annoying you that that other person's doing. Are you asking me specifically? Because it's a lot. I'm, <laughs> I was asking the audience, but yeah, you. exactly. So so it, once again, I feel like you can feel that tension yeah. if you don't address it. Yes. And how important it is, yeah, at any point in time to say, hey, I know we haven't talked about this, but I noticed our basement has a ton of stuff in it and we can purge what do you think about that? Or whatever. Hypothetical. <laughs> Hypothetical. Uh, so, <laughs> and, I mean, even, uh, oh, so like sharing space. Tristan was sharing my office during this time. And there were multiple weeks that went by where chairs and things were moved everywhere. And I spend most of the time in the office working. And it was starting to really annoy me because I would have to move things back to where I wanted it. And I'm like, where's my coaster? Where's my, <laughs> where's my chair? And I, I had to have a conversation with Tristan and be like, Hey, you know, I, I know that we haven't used the same space very much, but I'd really appreciate it. You can move things wherever you want, but when you're done, can you just put it back? Yeah. And so little things like that, if I wouldn't have said that, it got to the point where it was annoying me enough yeah. <laughs> that I was going to start to be resentful if I didn't say something. And you could explode on him for something else that's exactly. not even related. Yeah. Yeah. If you feel like these things are hard to talk about or once you've reached them, you're not really sure how they're going to work out, a recommendation is to write them down. It feels a little formal and it can feel kind of funky. But if you if you write them down, you put them up somewhere, it's a reminder to both of you or all three of you or however many of you that you agreed that you came to a compromise and that this mm-hmm. is like, so if you're enforcing something, you can remember the other person can remember, Oh, we agreed on this. I said, this was okay. Um, which of course means you have to actually agree on it. And yes. you know, before you can't just make rules and be like, this is the rule I'm writing it down, putting it on the fridge. Yeah. You have to actually compromise and have a discussion about it. So I've that's an option. I've seen some cool cleaning schedules amongst oh, yeah. roommates, especially in college. Yep. My, my roommates and I, we we tried to do the whole take turns thing. Uh, these are my my Brook Lane roommates at K-State. And it didn't work so well because we're all extroverts and we just wanted to be together. <laughs> so that's why I it was literally like we'd buy a bottle of wine and we all would clean on the same day that week. Yeah. Uh, and, and, but I've seen other people have charts that are very helpful, like who's cleaning the kitchen this week and bathrooms and so on and so forth. Yeah. Yeah. Again, communication. Yes. Communicate. Think through your own expectations and think through, okay, what do we need to talk about? Where can we compromise? What are non-negotiables? Those are the big points. My, fa- my favorite roommate story that popped in my head, and it's, it's super short. Yeah. It was in college, and it was my birthday. And my roommates, back then, I <laughs> had a very limited diet, and I loved trail mix. Sure. And it was like 5.30 in the morning because I had to go to an early class. And my roommates came in the bed, the bedroom. <laughs> Ash would probably hate this. They picked me up out of bed. They carried me into the kitchen and they had this huge bowl of trail mix with candles in it. What? And they sang me happy birthday. 
That's and awesome. I blew it out and I ate trail mix for breakfast. That's fantastic. Great. Yeah. So just ran that super short, but I was like, oh, just those little fun things. They knew me. That's awesome. They knew me. That's what I'm doing for your candles. birthday in a couple of weeks. Oh, there we go. Yes. <laughs> Pick me up out of bed. Yep. <laughs> the, the, the stairs are a little bit more challenging yeah, a little, here. A little tricky. It's <laughs> fine. I do CrossFit. There you go. Yeah. Partner carry. Awesome. We, we hope you had fun thinking about what humans you've lived with in your life. And then obviously your current situation, who are you living with? How's it going? And once again, do not be afraid to have those conversations. Be honest. If you have good dialogue and communication about what you need, your non-negotiables, your expectations, living with those humans that you're with, it's just going to be better. It is. Yes. So this is a a key relationship, people that you see probably every day. Uh, This is actually the last relationship focus in our Who Dat series. So the next episode you listen to is going to be the conclusion of our series. And we're going to dive into the most popular asked questions for these different categories of relationships. It's going to be fun. It is going to be a blast. (laughs) So we hope you join us on that next one. Thanks so much for tuning in. Talk to you later. 